Hello, my name is Naranjan, the host of Master of Your Crafts podcast. Learning from leaders who are continuously inspired, passionate, and driven to align with their soul purpose, sharing their gifts to bring healing to others. The music is composed by Rebecca Everett. Today is episode number 84, and I'll be talking to S.T. Rappaport, who works with growing entrepreneurs who, despite everything, still find it hard to focus and increase productivity. S.T. assists them to rewire their brains so they can remove overwhelm, finally get things done, and grow their business. Hello and welcome to ST Rappaport. How are you? Oh, I am so excited, Naranjan, for being here. I've been looking forward to this and I know I know it's going to be a great conversation. <laughs> I, I know it is. How could it not be with somebody with such a delicious name like yours? Oh, <laughs> my thought was your energy. So, <laughs> well, thank you. From your profile, you identify as a productivity coach. And I think with the world that we live in today, it's so crucial for us to recognize and identify how much we're moving forward, which is where burnout really happens on so many levels. So how do you combine that with all the things and goals and objectives and things people want to achieve in life? Yeah. So first off, I'm a productivity coach, but I don't teach you productivity tips. Okay. Yes. What I do instead is get to the core of how your brain is thinking, help you rewire your brain. So productivity becomes natural and you just do everything more efficiently and effectively. Okay. That took me a minute to digest that. Yes. A lot lot in there and a lot to take apart. (laughs) I like that. That's great. So It's allowing that natural flow in who we are to become more easier in the activities that we do. Yes. So let me give you an example to help you understand a little bit better. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's say you decide that you want to clean up your kitchen, but you come into your kitchen and it's a massive mess and you just get overwhelmed and you just don't do it. Different people will teach you different ways to organize your kitchen, what you should do, how you should tackle this task. What you really have to do is understand what is happening to your brain that it is making it hard for you to clean up your kitchen. Okay. Mm -hmm. So thinking is actually not one big thing. Thinking is made up of 28 parts called cognitive functions. And we all have stronger cognitive functions and we all have weaker cognitive functions. But Mm -hmm. when these weaker cognitive functions are getting in our way, then it makes it hard for us to do things like clean up our kitchen or do this massive task, or even just like communicate in a good, efficient manner. So when you improve those cognitive functions, then automatically it's really easy for you to clean your kitchen. Automatically, it's better for you to give instructions and people understand it. Automatically, you could plan your day and actually follow it through and be productive. Right. 
So what's the process in that automatic happening? Right. So there's 28 of these cognitive functions and there's a, that's a lot of them. And there's a lot of Mm -hmm. combinations of them, right? So you could be really good in something called systematic search, but have a really hard time with comparisons. I'm just throwing names at you, but just (laughs) different ones of the cognitive functions. You could be better and you could be weaker at. You want to build on your stronger ones and develop your weaker ones. Mm -hmm. So that way they all work together and everything else becomes automatic. So what you have to first do is identify which one of the cognitive functions are weak and then which one are strong, right? Cause we want to improve both of them together. So that way you'll be doing, um, you'll be giving your brain new ways to think new strategies, yeah. and then it's going to start creating new neuron connections. And just mm-hmm. like, right, like habits become natural and we don't think about That's them right. anymore. So those new neuron connections are just going to happen in your brain and you won't have to think about it anymore. What do you feel are some of the key attributes that you have built, developed to put you on this path of calling yourself a productivity coach? From a cognitive functions point of view or just in general? From an ST Rappaport perspective. Okay, so I've gotten... um, this method as a kid. And when I was in fifth grade, I was still struggling to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to like top tutors and stuff and eventually went into this method. And I saw what a massive um, effect it did on me and how we didn't do any reading, right? Because we not learning how to read. Instead, we were working on how my brain was actually thinking and processing information. And then mm-hmm. automatically I was able to read, right? But what was cool was I didn't just learn how to read better my memory got better, my friendships got better, my confidence got better because the same, my brain, it was like Mm -hmm. at the brain is having like a ripple effect to all the other areas. So when I saw what a massive effect it had on my life, I was like, okay, um, we need to do this more. It's actually super popular method based on the method called Feuerstein and it's Mm -hmm. all over the world. Um, And like, I think over 40 countries or something, but for some reason in America, it's not as popular. Like there's a few centers for them, but not enough. Um, Hmm. So yeah, I was like, okay. So having learned this method and seeing it firsthand, literally change your life and now going into it from a business and a, a teaching component for yourself. Do you believe that this is the calling that you have for why you are here? It's a very big question. Mm -hmm. It's a very big question. Um, And something I most definitely have thought about, but I don't know if like, I always wonder if it's possible for me to like have that stage. So let's say, right, I have think that right now, this is what I should be doing. I should be helping more people rewire their brains so their lives get easier. So I have one-on-one sessions. I have clients, we, like group sessions. We have other coaches who also like work with a bunch of people and we could like spread this out over social media, let everybody get the free content about it. So they learn about this concept and make it massive, right? Let's say it becomes like a normal, like everyday household thing. People stop getting mad at each other because they realize that it's just a cognitive deficiency. Like that would be cool, right? Hmm. But like, let's say it gets massive and it gets huge. At what point you're like, okay, everyone knows about cognitive functions. Everyone has the like 
some sort of access, some sort of resources to be able to improve their cognitive punches. Does that mean that now my life mission is over? Or does that mean that I now have a different life mission? Hmm. Does that mean that this was my life mission? I don't know. I do know that right now I know more people could be using this, but I don't know if that was why I was placed here on earth. I Mm. wish I had his answer. (laughs) Well, let me expand on that and maybe give you a different perspective on that. I believe that we are all here for a number of different purposes. Um, perhaps multiple different callings. So at this junction in your life, this could be the calling, which as we grow and as we evolve, because we know change is inevitable, that that can spur off into other callings and into other aspects of what fuels us and what we feel passionate about and what we are really determined to go to learn to spread that for others. So while this might be a good fit for now, what do you anticipate, let's say, if this does become a household name, could be the spur off for another calling that you might identify with? That's a good question, because right now I'm like super focused on helping more people understand it. I know it's not such an easy concept um, for people to just like learn just like that mm-hmm. um so what's going to be after I mean like first it would be a dream for it to be like a household name like everyone yeah. else has and something that obviously goal they're currently working on but what would it be after I haven't thought about that yet <laughs> I don't know like what else I'll come to what else I'll learn about what else like where my life will be then you know mm-hmm. um but yeah, right now I see it as helping more people just stopping as upset with themselves and stopping as frustrated because they tried new methods, they learned new things, right? Or like me, like I went to a whole bunch of tutors and none of it helped. Doesn't mean your brain is broken. It just means that it has a few holes that need to get fixed, right? So when we have the understanding, it's much easier um, to not only understand ourselves, but also understand other people. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, it's a really big focus. Yeah. So then it amplifies the relationships that we have with others, but perhaps most importantly, the relationship you have with yourself. So what do you believe about yourself? And do you feel it defines who you are at this moment of your life? Yes, I totally, I I think so a lot. Um, I always like had this belief as I shouldn't say always there's some point in my life after four years let's put it like that after I've been this method before that my life I had a really low self-esteem and I didn't really feel good about myself but after going through this process and getting those sessions and being able to understand things a lot better um I really had the mindset of like if you believe that it's possible like this growth mindset then you'll find a way to make it happen right mm-hmm. um not like just pretending like all magic, but like, you'll actually go and find the work and you'll fail and you'll make mistakes and you'll end up finding a way um, to make it happen. So yeah. So right now that is the current state of like finding a way to get it out. Let more people know that their brain is the way their brain is and they could improve their cognitive functions to make life a bit easier. So what would you say are your intentions with this craft? For yourself and for others. Yes. So 
for myself, it's really to see how far I could challenge myself and stretch myself um, and how, how big we could take this. Um, just like as a own, as a challenge for myself, I love doing new and exciting things and just trying to overcome obstacles and what people say isn't really possible. Mm-hmm. It's like an adventure and a real thrill. That's for myself. Mm-hmm. Now for, um, other people, my, my goal, there's like a few parts to the goal. There's the first, um, the understanding part and the self-awareness part. Um, I think that a lot of times we like, we're hitting the wrong wall, like over and over, over and over again, and we're not getting anywhere. And by understanding that there's more to the picture than what we're actually looking at and that people are behaving in certain ways for specific reasons, people aren't usually just bad, right? Mm -hmm. So there's reasons for that. And just the very understanding part, I think is the first process of it. This, the, the social, the self-awareness part, self-awareness and other awareness, like being able to being aware of others is one part. And then the second part is being able to really help people rewire their brains so their lives become easier because there's so much less av- aggravation and frustration and so much more like joy and being able to like be productive and get things done but in a you know like a, a fun light like playful way because now it doesn't it's not so hard for you to do all the things you want to do your brain doesn't have to overcompensate and work so hard because it has those few holes in it now it just happens naturally and it's really much easier for you to go and do it so if people would really be able to rewire their brains they'll be able to like feel lighter with it once you have the skills of what's called self-mediation being able to ask yourself questions to help you come up with a solution, then you'll be able to come out of every challenge. Now you might not know the solution to every challenge, but you'll be able to ask yourself the right questions to help you find the solution. So you never feel stuck because you just ask yourself questions like who needs to help me or what strategy do I need to use or how, where do I go from here? Whatever it is. And you help yourself walk to this conclusion. So you come out of this victim mindset that too bad this happened to me and I'm stuck like this, but rather find, help yourself and, and, and really um, grow forward and move forward with yourself. Is that a technique that you would use for yourself to yeah. get to where you are? So self-mediation, mediation is really um, part of what the, for, the forcing method, I don't know if I mentioned it at all. The forcing method is um, the method that I use um, to help people become more productive and rewire their brains. And um, the vehicle, like not, I don't know if the vehicle is the right way, but what we do is we don't teach. Okay. We do what's called mediation. So all my clients, I don't tell them, this is what you do. Try this. Da-da-da. Instead, I ask them questions to help them come to the answer by themselves. Okay. Now the ultimate goal is for them to be able to ask those questions to themselves. So they don't need me, right? I don't want them to have to be stuck on me forever, but for them to be able to learn to ask themselves those questions so they can rewire their brain by themselves and improve the way they think by themselves. That's a great analogy. And it's also a great technique to assist others in the rewiring of their brain and their behavior and their habits, which we know ultimately builds a different form of character as an individual. But in the same token, I can also recognize personally from my own experiences that we often need somebody outside of our own sphere to go, you missed a spot right there. 
and which was ultimately a blind spot that wasn't in my own vantage point. So I think those are key components in self-growth and evolution and awareness, which is what you've kind of talked about. With the questions and the method that you talk about, do those aspects get addressed as well? Yes. Right. So first of all, they're starting off, they're starting off with me or different, a mediator who's helping them, who's helping them be that person. Now we also do it together with other people. So, right. The goal is to empower them not to be relying on me, but for them to be able to mediate other people or other people, random strangers, their spouses, their children, their friends to mediate them. So they also um, had them, but ultimately what it is, is about asking themselves questions by themselves. So that way it, it could lead them in the right direction. So sometimes the answer will be go find the person that you're looking for, or you need to hire a coach where you are missing a blind spot, or I don't know this strategy. I need to ask someone else, but it, instead of being stuck in like, okay, I don't know how to do this, or I'll never be able to do this or whatever it is. Instead, their brain is, is trained to find the solution to move away that, like I said, they might not have the solution, but they'll know where, where to go to and who, and who, who they'll be able to help them out. You know, like those people who are like, um, like I have a problem, but I don't know what my problem is. Or like, I need to be helped, but I don't know like what is helping. Or sometimes like, if someone's like very sick and they're just very tired, they're like, something's hurting and what's hurting. I don't know. I'm just hurting. I'm just, I'm just right. So we don't want people to get stuck in that because then they just like, everybody help me, but nobody knows what they need. So nobody, they could try to help them, but not always is, is what they're helping them the right way. This mm-hmm. way you could identify what your problem is and what you are going to need to help you get out of it. Right. Okay. So you are in a more empowered space it to is. recognize that I now need a solution to this piece rather than feeling completely disabled, if you will. Oh, I don't know how to get, I don't know how to get, how do I even know what I need? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That summed summed up very well. So does it also, because as you're talking about it, it's kind of making me think about it being a tool that enhances critical thinking. A hundred percent. Yes, because it is literally the thinking skills. We're working on the cognitive functions, which are the things that make up thinking. Um, so yeah, but you could even like try this with yourself. If like just next time you're feeling stuck and you just like ask yourself, what do I see? What's the problem? What's going to be my strategy? Like walk through that yourself. Start, start training your brain to think in questions. It's, it, it will more like trigger like your brain to come up with solutions and bring yourself into that empowered state. I've heard that a number of times. Train your brain to think in questions. But as you say, in the context of what you're teaching and what you're sharing, it does really make a lot more sense because it is a very empowered space and it is a very motivating space because not only can I find my own answers, but I know there's less reliance and I'm more focused with the quest of now I need your support. This is a specific support that I need rather than going, here's my big bucket of problems and I don't know what to do with them. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. 
<laughs> right now, like, obviously, like you spoke before about blind spots. So even if you go for a specific problem, hopefully the coach or the mentor or the friend or whoever's helping you is smart enough to also point out to you your blind spots that you didn't even notice. But you came with a starting point instead of, like right. you said, just your bucket of, of problems. problems. <laughs> Let's face it. We all have them. Right, we've all right. had them. Come on. <laughs> This is what we're here to do. We're here to experience some of those big buckets of problems. I like to have a teaspoon at a time, but you know, sometimes it falls into a bucket, but that's a different story, I guess. I love that analogy. <laughs> right. I guess this is just what happens. So tell me um, a solution that you have created for a client or maybe around yourself that gave you the aha moment of utilizing the skills or the, and or this method? My answer is not going to be a specific solution. It's going to sure. explain more like what I did to my brain. Uh -huh. um, so that way you'll understand a little better. Okay. I used to have this real, really good trait. Okay. Super proud of myself that I would, you know what I would always be able to do? I would get things done, everything done right, right. away. Okay. Isn't that amazing? I never procrastinated. Wow. I always got things done right away. Here was the mm. problem. Mm. Very big problem. My brain didn't have the ability to put things on the back burner because everything mm. had to happen right now. So I'll give you an example. Let's say I had to make a return. I have to drop something off by UPS. Mm. I don't know if you have UPS by me. You do, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. But I also know that tomorrow another order is coming and I might have to return more things. Uh, and I might have to go to UPS again, but I have to go to UPS right now, even though I know that tomorrow I might have to go again. So I would waste time going to UPS, dropping my box off the next day, having to go to UPS again, because I have more boxes to drop off. Mm. Why? Not because I was bad and not because like I was like, just, mm -hmm. I was actually really good, right? I was getting things done right away, mm -hmm. but no because I had things, my brain wasn't able to say, Hey, it's okay. If it goes in 24 hours, nothing's going to happen. The store doesn't care if they get it 24 hours later. Right. Whatever it is, whatever you want to say, my mm -hmm. brain couldn't go and tell me just like put it on the back burner. Okay. That is called a cognitive deficiency and it would affect every area of my life. Right. So for example, if I were to walk in a kitchen and someone's kitchen is a mess because they have like all their stuff that they're in the middle of cooking and baking out on the counter, I would have gotten mad at them because why is it not? Why don't you just put it in the garbage right away? Just dump it a thing. And then it's so much neater, right? My brain couldn't say that their brain likes to clean it up on the end and that will be fine. Right. Mm -hmm. So instead, what I had to do was I had to train my brain. I had to rewire my brain in this cognitive deficiency of categorizations and get into the mm -hmm. science behind it, mm -hmm. but of being able to categorize and being able to group things and say, okay, this is going on the back burner and it's mm -hmm. okay if it happens sometimes in the future. We're not forgetting about it. We're not also like never going to do it, whatever it is, but it's going to happen at the right time. And it was able to save me so much time. Like literally I probably like save 20 hours a week, maybe more. Mm -hmm. And so much like less frustration of like at other people at myself and not having enough time in the day, all those things, because now it was able to understand things in another perspective. Hmm. Interesting experience. But with that comes to mind, we are taught to multitask but yet we know single task focused 
is the best way and the most efficient way to do things. So as you share that experience, I reflect and go, but yet you're only doing one thing at a time. Granted, yes, your list is 50 items rather than 10 items. But where does that lie with doing one task and activity at a time, which is proven to be very efficient and very you know, supportive in our mental brain health and our day life and all that kind of stuff, rather than doing 10, 15 things at once. Right. So first of all, like you said, our brain can multitask. Our our brain task switches. It goes really fast from one task Mm -hmm. to the next that it feels like we're multitasking, but Mm -hmm. we're not actually multitasking at the same time. Right. Now, going back to this of doing one thing at a time instead it's about i'm still doing one thing at a time i did one thing at a time before i'm doing one thing at a time now but instead now i'm i'm doing one thing at a time of a whole bunch of the same thing okay Mm -hmm. your brain uses the most energy like a car when it starts the car okay Mm -hmm. so if you let's say have to write one email and then design a project and then write one email and then clean something in your house and then write, write, then every single time your Mm -hmm. brain has to start up to write the email and then start up to do the next thing. Right. If rather instead you say, okay, here's a half hour, I'm writing all my emails. It started up once to do it, but now it's already in that flow, in that grove of being able to write emails. And it's still only doing one thing at a time, Mm -hmm. but it's in um, the same group together. It's in the same Mm -hmm. Like using the same pathway, so it, it's a lot easier and faster. Mm. And that's where the efficiency comes in. Yeah. But mm. also everyone's brain is different and everybody's gonna struggle with these things differently. So some of these things I might be saying, you're like, oh my God, that's only and some of it would be like, hey, like I totally like I don't relate to that. And that's fine because you have different cog stronger and weaker cognitive functions. Mm-hmm. So with the science that you've learned from it and probably the decades and maybe centuries of science around optimizing brain health and optimizing time and energy and all that. Is there a specific brain type, if you will, that is wired to be more efficient and in more alignment to getting a work-life balance in this thing called life? Yeah, my only answer would be is to have strong cognitive functions. Um, just like improving all of them, making sure all of them are well-oiled, they're well good. Obviously we could always improve all of them and always get better in all of them, but not, I don't see one specific brain working one specific way being the best way. There will obviously be certain brains that are better for certain tasks and certain activities, but like for the general area of life, you have to just understand your brain the better you understand your brain the better will be and work together with your brain instead of against it right right so getting back to your point of having more awareness in who you are really and how you do things and your normal habits but recognizing can would I like to change this habit to make this a little bit more efficient and maybe a little bit more fulfilling. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you shared some really beautiful examples and insights about your experience with this technique 
especially as a small child and really seeing the shifts in your own lives, but also in the lives of others that you support and coach through this process. Perhaps it is a calling for you at this structure of your life, but I'm sure it'll evolve into something way, way more fruitful and beneficial for you as well. What's next for you? What do you feel is going to be the next phase of learning this skill and not only spreading the message, but what else do you want to create? Yes. So what I really um, am focusing on now and like in the near upcoming months and years probably is learning more um, about the brain and about the method, but not in specific ways that will like this is what I'm going to do to help my, to, to like, to work with my client, right? Like when you're trained in it, you're mm -hmm. like, you want, you learn the method, you get a bit of background of the method, but most of what you're learning about is like, do this to help the client, not do what you need specifically to help the client. I put it like that. Right. Now I'm looking in understanding a lot more depth and on a lot more broad, a lot more other aspects that not especially I'm going to be using with clients, but just for me to be able to understand humanity better, to be able to understand human psychology, to be able to understand brains better. So that obviously it will help my clients better, but it will just give me a deeper understanding. I'll give you an example. Um, one of the things they do in Feuerstein is we have what's called LPAD, which is a learning dynamic um, assessment where we like basically assess what a person needs to help them reach their potential, which one of their cognitive functions are. Now, I never plan on doing assessments. Assessments, like most um, like evaluations type of thing, require a lot of writing and stuff, and it's just not my type of thing. I'd rather just get to the work, just help the person. You don't need assessments anywhere. It's really expensive and very time-consuming to run. However, this summer, I am going to start taking a training in it because I want want to be able to understand. So yes, I'll be spending a couple of months learning about it and I will have to write some of the assessments for the training of it. And mm -hmm. I'll have that knowledge. I mean, I'll have a much deeper understanding of it, but I don't plan on ever doing assessments. What's going to happen in the future? I don't know, but the goal of me taking this is to just be able to understand it better. So I hope that answers your question. Absolutely. It's, it's part of learning. And I really do feel like it's part of evolution of growing as a human being. The, the more curious we can be about life and whatever it is that sparks it for you, for you, it's this method and technique. Follow that string and following that method, I think, is crucial for us to say, we're going to have a conversation this time next year. What happened? Oh, so yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for you to delve into that place of continued learning, especially around this proven technique. Um, so I'm excited for you. Thank you for sharing. Oh, that. thank you. Thank you so much, Naranda. <laughs> this has been such a pleasure and such a beautiful conversation. I don't mean for me because I've not heard of the technique before. And I think it would be very few fruitful for many individuals on many aspects of life. So I'm glad you're doing it. And I'm even more happy that you're delving deeper into it and learning more about human psychology, which is a bit of a love language for me too. I, can, I, I do geek out about some of that stuff. So, but nevertheless, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your sharings. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I love this. Such a pleasure. I'm Naranjan and you've been listening to Master of Your Crafts podcast. Please subscribe, 
rate and review and join me next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.